what is up you guys it's sammy welcome back to how did this happen today i am here with heather divine hey i'm so happy i'm here i'm really excited to have heather here because we've been friends for almost two years now which is kind of crazy i feel like we have a lot of stories so before we get into everything let's roll the intro music how did this happen So I was like thinking back to when we met at Halsey's Webster Hall show back in 2019. And it's really funny because I don't remember meeting you specifically at all. I have no recollection of being like, hi, I'm Heather. Hi, I'm Sammy, blah, blah, blah. The only thing I remember is the day of the first show we camped out so we could be in the front and it was two shows but I don't remember you that there that first day the second day right before the show started I saw you and I said to someone I don't know who I was like she wasn't here and they were like no no no, she was she just got glam and like came back yeah so the first show I was at a funeral for my grandmother and I said I'm leaving this funeral I'm going to New York I hopped on a mega bus and I camped out so I was just a little late the first day but yeah I don't think we ever introduced ourselves it was just we were in line together and that was it it's so funny too because my mom was like oh yeah did you guys spend all a lot of time together at Webster Hall and I was like not really we kind of just became friends after I feel like that's most of the people I met at Webster Hall I feel like we became more friends after than we were there but I feel like everyone it was just like not a tense situation but everyone was this is my spot in line blah 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 it was a little on edge, I will say, especially after the first show going into the second show because we slept outside for three nights straight. Something is severely wrong with us. So maybe that's why we all bonded. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> the fact that we literally slept on the streets, now thinking back to that being in COVID, it's like, how did, <laughs> how is that okay? We had an Airbnb. It was a shoebox. And we took shifts going there to shower and get ready and take an hour or so nap. But yeah, like you just said, looking back at it, it's so mind blowing to think that was just a normal day for us. I literally put my head down on the pavement in New York City. <laughs> we blew an air mattress up in Walgreens. Oh my God. That's that's my most vivid memory, honestly. That was that was hilarious. Carrying it. Well, I actually wasn't carrying it, but I think it was Rachel and Dell carrying it on their heads through the streets of New York City. This was a few block walk. It wasn't around the corner. Walking through the streets of New York City at 3 a.m. Maybe it was late. It wasn't summertime. It was not nice out. It was cold out. It wasn't the dead of winter, but everyone got sick after. Yeah, it was it was May. But anyways, before we continue on to all of our crazy stories, I feel like everyone needs a little background on you where you came from and everything like the history of Heather the history of Heather is so long to unravel so let's start spark note it spark notes okay I graduated high school I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life I went to college in Boston for two years entertainment management was my major I absolutely hated going to college there the school 
was so small. It felt like a glorified high school. It felt like they took professors from the street and put them into these classrooms. And I was just like, this is absolutely not what I want to do with my life. I can't do it. So I stopped going. My only personality trait was concerts and celebrities. So that's why I was going to school for entertainment business because I was like, I don't know what else I like. Literally me. So after taking some time off, I was like, I don't want to go back to school right now. So I went to esthetician school and said, I'm going to be a makeup artist. I did that for a few years. I worked at Sephora. And then one day I went out to dinner with one of my friends and she worked at a local radio station in Boston. And she was just like, hey, you should work here for the summer. Do the street team. It'll be fun. So I said, yeah, sure. I'm over Sephora. Let me go. This was in 2016. I started working at the radio station, just doing little street team events. Then we started doing more music events. And I was like, wait, this is why I wanted to do this so long ago. I love it. Um, So I ended up going back to school. I did it all online. I got my bachelor's degree and I worked at the radio station up until COVID hit. And then I got let go and it was so beyond devastating. I just like felt like my whole life was going down the toilet because I just loved my job so much. And fast forward to now, we're a year later and I'm in a completely different industry. I work with influencers now and I love it. So something good came out of something bad. That's the spark notes. It's crazy that it's only been a year too because I feel like it was just yesterday when you got let go, time flies. I know, Sammy was so sweet. She sent me an edible arrangement and it made me cry even more. Oh, no, I felt so bad. I was like, oh my God, this is so sad. But I feel like it's crazy because it's a little bit similar. I mean, I never end up really working in the music industry. The theme you guys will realize through this whole podcast is that me and Heather are so similar in so many different ways and on so many different levels. Sammy's like my little sister, but we're both same wavelength all the time about everything. It's kind of scary. But yeah, because I mean, I love the music industry and I always thought it was interesting. I so far haven't gotten to work in it, but there was a point when I was going to tons of concerts and all of that where I really, really wanted to work in the music industry. And a lot of the jobs that I was applying to pre-COVID for summer internships were all record labels and social media for different artists and stuff. And then everything kind of just changed over COVID. And now I'm also working with influencers and influencer marketing and freelance projects for influencers. Sounds kind of funny. But I mean, I still love concerts and music. Don't get me wrong. I feel like a big part of the shift is when you want to work in the entertainment industry and the entertainment industry is going downhill and no one has anything else to do besides for spend time on social media the influencer area is just skyrocketing but before we get into that I feel like you have a lot of really interesting stories because you obviously stan halsey we both stan halsey but you also love 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 the jonas brothers and while i never know all the tea that's going on i see the funniest pictures ever in the whole wide world you obviously liked them before they made a comeback but were you a huge 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 fan before they made the comeback too understatement of the year I was the biggest fan of them since I was 12 years old I don't remember my life ever pre-Jonas Brothers it's like pre-Jonas Brothers don't really remember it Jonas Brothers remember it Jonas Brothers breakup and Jonas Brothers comeback that's like the timeline of my life (laughs) oh my god so 
did you have friends from when you were a fan of them when you were younger before they broke up? Yeah, so it's kind of crazy. All of my best friends right now and like my closest friends, my friends that I've had the longest are all friends I met through the Jonas Brothers and Demi Lovato when I was in like middle school and high school. So did you stay friends with them when they broke up? So some of them, we kind of faded. Others, like my core group of friends, like we stayed friends through everything. But like there were other people that I probably didn't talk to for like six years. But then when they went um, on their comeback tour, like we did the tour together and it was like no time passed. How many shows did you go to? Embarrassing question. I went to 23 shows. And you know what I don't regret it because now we're never gonna have a show again you are seriously in this state of mind constantly you're like we're never going to a show again we're never gonna see her again we're never gonna see them again (laughs) just prepping for the worst okay fair enough but I know you've also been to a lot of meet and greets you walk in and they're like oh god Heather I mean I'm sure that's what they're thinking in their heads like 3,000 percent they're like not her again I just saw her yesterday but they're always really nice to me but they know you yeah I think it's just because even when they were broken up I always supported their solo projects too they never really got rid of me I was always around they really tried they tried so hard they even broke up to get rid of you they couldn't get they couldn't get rid of you there's a picture um on the internet of you and the Jonas Brothers oh wait no if it's the picture I'm thinking about with Joe's band DNCE right okay so there's a picture of you going around some handcuffs and some questionable items and I'm just wondering what the fuck how did that happen yeah literally how did that happen? And also, I want to know the whole story and including, including how you got through security. For those who don't know, Joe was in a band DNCE. Their tours were just so fun. And one of the songs on their album was about BDSM, completely sings about like handcuffs, whips, chain. So I got this bright idea when I had a meet and greet and I said, how funny would it be if I brought these sex toys to a meet and greet? And everyone was like, you won't do it. They're like, first of all, you won't do it. Second of all, you're not getting them in. Like, there's no way you're getting inside a venue with this. And all I said was, watch me. I went to Spencer's. They had this pack and I brought the handcuffs and the whip. So I was like in line to go to the venue and I had on these really baggy boyfriend jeans. So I put the handcuffs in one pocket they slid right down because the pocket was so deep and I put the whip in the other and you could kind of see the whip still coming out of my pocket but you wouldn't know it was there if you weren't looking and I'm pretty sure the handcuffs were plastic so they didn't buzz through security but I wasn't really worried about security I was worried about you know when you go to a meet and greet and they're like you can't bring gifts inside you can't bring anything inside I would just be so scared going through security thinking that they're gonna find handcuffs then again it is a concert it's not like going through the airport yeah what are they gonna say throw your sex toys out okay I'll throw them out I make it through security I make it through the meet and greet brief I walk into the room and I'm like shitting bricks at this point because how do you just pull sex toys out in front of Joe Jonas your favorite person in the entire world that you have been in love with since you were a child 
I walk in, like I talk to them. I go, oh, by the way, for the photo, like I brought some props. And they were like, okay. Like I know in their heads, they were like, what is wrong with this girl? So I reach in my pockets and I pull them out. And my plan was for Joe and I to be handcuffed together. But one of the other band members ripped the handcuffs from my hands like instantly. And like he knew me as well. So he handcuffed us together. And Joe took the whip and dangled it in my face for the picture. And then the other band member couldn't get the handcuffs off of us. So I was just standing there, like, once everything was over. (laughs) I was like, okay, what do I do now? Like, I'm literally, I was stuck in there for, like, an extra 30 seconds until we could get the handcuffs off. I'm pretty sure Joe had to uncuff us. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was the story, how the handcuffs happened. Oh my god, my jaw just dropped. That's so ballsy. I don't know if I could do that. I think I would chicken out. I did take a few shots before to give me some liquid courage. Guys, if you want to see the picture, this is the perfect, most natural time for me to plug the How Did This Happen Instagram. It's howdidthishappen.mp3. I normally don't plug it in the middle of the episode, but I feel like you all probably want to see this picture, and so that is where you will be able to see that's crazy and I feel like you've been to a ton of meet and greets for the Jonas Brothers for Halsey for a ton of other people tell me how do you um how do you get all those meet and greets you know I like to do my part I like to buy one because I'm helping stimulate the economy by buying one why buy a million when you can just walk You just act like you're supposed to be there and you're in. You consider the one you buy as a season pass for the whole tour. Exactly. So when I bought my one for the 23 Jonas Brothers shows I went to last year, that was like my my God pass for the whole tour. You know, and it's funny because I do think that a lot of my friends have kind of taught me that same mentality where if you walk somewhere, I mean, it kind of depends on the venue too. If you do this at... Madison Square Garden they're gonna be like fuck you but for the most part yeah I did get kicked out of there before (laughs) I've spoken to so many people that have gotten kicked out of Madison Square Garden they're so strict they are so strict they need to loosen up live a little but at the same time if they loosened up too much I just think it would be annoying (laughs) it is true though if you walk somewhere and you act like you're supposed to be there people will think you're supposed to be there but I think that that's easier to apply once you're ready backstage if I'm backstage at a festival and there's a certain part that you're maybe not supposed to be at but if you walk around as if you know where you're going and you're supposed to be there then not everyone questions you at that point because it's not really security it's just other people that are working a specific part of the venue but they don't have as much security back there msg the whole backstage there's security everywhere literally everywhere it's unreal i don't remember being backstage at msg until this past december when i went for halsey's meet and greet and there was so many security guards i was literally I mean, I'm not surprised, but I was just like, wow, this is so locked down. Every step you take. No, for sure. Okay, so I need to know now why you were kicked out of Madison Square Garden because I'm not surprised, but I'm I'm dying. Like, I wish the story was crazier, but... I was there with my friend, Sam. I think this had to be like 2016. We were seeing five seconds of summer. We bought really cheap tickets on StubHub because we like didn't really care, but we didn't want to sit in the 300s, obviously. So we just photoshopped up some pit tickets really quick as one does. So we made it through every security checkpoint. We're on the floor. We are at the pit waiting to get wristbanded. 
a lot of places, if you go to the pit, they don't scan your ticket. They just look to make sure it's an actual pit ticket. But I think at MSG, what they were doing is they were scanning them. So our tickets wouldn't scan to get into the pit. So I was like, oh my God, like we just bought these outside. We paid so much money for them. Whole story. So one of the security guards was like, come with me. I think he was like the head of MSG security. Like, we'll fix this. So he brings us underground backstage. We're like, cool. We're getting escorted. Like, this whole thing is going to get solved. He brings us into this, like, I don't know what they're called, like the fright elevators, just like one of the big, big elevators that are like backstage that they use for like loading and unloading. So he's like, okay, go to the box office and like, they'll get you your new seats. So we're like, okay, great. The door opens up and we're on 7th Avenue of New York City, outside of the venue where our tickets already scanned to get in. So we're outside of Madison Square Garden and we had no help with our tickets. Wait, did he tell you to go to the box office or was that just his elaborate plan? No, that was his elaborate plan to get us out. That just, oh my God. I know. I wish it was something better. Like I snuck backstage or went streaking. Or you had a handcuffs and a whip. Exactly. But it wasn't that interesting, but still it's a funny story to tell. I love it. But you also obviously stand... Halsey I feel like forever I hate to be that person that's like I discovered Halsey but my first time seeing her was in a Starbucks on a college campus in Boston that's amazing you also know when you have pictures of you guys kissing yeah and obviously not now but in general when you go to a normal meet and greet they're like no kissing sometimes they say no hugging when I met Billie Eilish they said you can't hug her unless she hugs you or something yeah you can't hug the Jonas Brothers I did but normies can't and just to be clear Billie Eilish does hug everyone so I don't know why they said that I don't know anyways I think it's just so iconic and it's so funny how many Halsey shows have you been to oh I've seen her well over 30 times but I will say I've only paid for one Halsey meet and greet in my life but I have never snuck into one that's a lie I snuck into one but it was when she opened for Imagine Dragon she was like a nobody the one you paid for was the one I was at in Rhode Island right no I won that one well it's funny so over a full year before we met I went to a Halsey show in Rhode Island with my friend Sadie and I didn't know anyone I followed people on Twitter and I didn't really tweet that much. I don't think my profile picture was even me, honestly, but I knew who everyone was, but no one, I don't think really knew me. But a year or two later, I tweeted a video when me and my friend were walking to go meet her and I was filming and you and Dell are in the back. How did you end up there? So literally, like, this had to be three nights before the show. I was just on Twitter. It was 10 o'clock at night. And somebody on my timeline retweeted this contest from a Rhode Island radio station. And they were retweeting like their friend's tweet. It was like sponsored with Wendy's. So you had to go to Wendy's and build this drink that you would, it was like, you would name it after Halsey or just like a Halsey inspired drink and you would win a meet and greet. But the contest ended at midnight, the night that I saw it. The timeline of this was so short. So I get out of bed, I'm in my pajamas, I go to Wendy's. I think I ordered like a lemonade and a blue Powerade or something. And I turned this drink blue. I get home, I set up my tripod. I 
put on all my Halsey merch and I take a picture with my drink. And I remember the caption so specifically, it was everything is blue, just like Halsey's hair. And you had to hashtag dream it, drink it. So I was like dreaming and drinking of meeting Halsey. It would be my dream come true or something. I wouldn't say I scammed this contest, but the radio station did think I never met Halsey before. I was about to say that the way you said like dreaming about meeting Halsey as if you've never met her before. Yeah. But I was just going with their hashtag like this. It's what I had to say. So then that night, God bless my Twitter followers. They retweeted, they quote tweeted, they spammed this radio station. I looked at all the other entries. They had like 12 retweets. Mine was in like, I think close to four to 500. So the next day I'm at my eyelash extension appointment. My phone's blowing up off the hook. And my girl is just like, you can answer that if you need to. So I answer and they're like, hey, this is blah, blah, blah from whatever the radio station was. They were like, we have never seen our social media blow up the way it did with your tweet last night. And I was like, oh, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I won. But I was playing it so cool. They're like, yeah, so we just need your consent. Like we want to call you again in a little bit and put you on air. So I was like, okay, cool. But like, they never said I won at this point. But in my head, I was like, no way I didn't win. So then they called me again and they were like, we're so excited to make your dream come true. Like you're meeting Halsey tomorrow. I apologize to anyone. I took that opportunity away from. Oh my God. That's so funny. I think the radio jock was like at the meet and greet with us. And she was like so excited for me to go in there. And I didn't have the heart to tell her. (laughs) That just cracks me up. That show in my head is so weird because I was literally surrounded by everyone who I didn't know slash was scared of. And then fast forward a year later, there was my best friend. And it's so weird to think about that because it's not very often that, that something like that happens where you go somewhere and you're surrounded by people you don't know and then a year later they're your best friends it's just like a weird concept and same with when Halsey was at GovBall a little different but I was on the stage so in all of my videos all of you can see all of you guys but I didn't know who you guys were obviously but it's so funny because now when I watch those videos (laughs) and I can just see all of you guys singing it just sends me I don't know why I think it's so funny we were there for like 10 hours because obviously we got there when it opened and Halsey was second to last you so rarely see what you look like at a concert from anyone else's point of view (laughs) maybe in a shot that gets put in some montage you know whatever for tour but otherwise you really don't see yourself and I don't either but I have friends who have sent me videos of myself on the stage because while most people can't see everyone in the crowd everyone in fact can see you on stage and I learned my lesson the hard way that year was my first year being on stage everyone can see you at that gov ball post Malone was also performing it was the first day and it was like the first day that I'd ever been on the stage watching a show and it was so crazy to me I was so infatuated by the view from the side of the stage and also by the time Post Malone came on the sun was going down and it was beautiful one of my all-time favorite concert pictures it's my Twitter header that I've ever ever taken is from this an hour after I go and get service or whatever and check my phone Halsey was maybe there were three people between us and I didn't even notice at all but I feel like we could literally go on about Halsey forever but I don't think anyone I'm not gonna lie I don't think anyone will hear this no one cares but that was kind of where we connected was through Halsey but then it was literally a year ago 
around this time where you texted me about Playlist Live, which is this social media YouTube convention that happens every year in Florida. And it's like, besides for VidCon, it's the event. All the influencers go, fans go, people in the industry grow, whatever. And I wasn't planning on going just because I was really busy at school and it was kind of a long first few months of 2020 for me. And I didn't have that many YouTube mutuals at the time. On Twitter, I knew people who were going, but I wasn't super into it. So I actually muted playlist, Florida, meetup, Orlando, everything on Twitter because I didn't want to see it. And this is before I worked for anyone in the like YouTube community or anything like that. I think the closest thing I had, I had Jordan's number, but most of the time I was terrified to text him, which shows how different things have been in this. A year, but essentially, Heather texted me and was asking me about playlists, but I thought it was so funny. So you work. Yeah, I was on the social media team for playlists. My friend, she did social media for playlists previous years. So she was kind of like the head of the social team that year. And they asked if she knew anybody that would want to work. So she was like, I'm sure Heather would do it. And I said, I know. At that point, I was still very into the music industry. So I worked other events, but that was like my first is like doing social media for an event. Usually I did more like marketing, promotion, stuff like that. Yeah. So what was your role for the weekend? I mean, obviously I know, but I think it's interesting. So just share your weekend experience because I think that the experience people have going to playlists is so different than the experience you had, obviously. My weekend was such a blur. I work nonstop from Thursday to Sunday, but I wouldn't change it for anything. It was such a great learning experience. Basically, I had to get content for Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. And at this point in my life, I hadn't really used TikTok before. I had it downloaded, but I did not know anybody. I knew Tana, I knew James, I knew Elijah, like people I watched on YouTube, like growing up. But the new age influencers, I couldn't pick them out in the lineup. So I struggled a little bit with that, like the first day. Like I, when I say I didn't know anyone, I didn't know who Charlie and Dixie were. So basically I just ran around getting content. I would say, hey, like, do you want to make, a story like an Instagram story do you want to film a TikTok on our account I was backstage a lot I could really go like I had access to go wherever I wanted whenever I wanted um so that was really fun and you got to go to like all the yeah I got to go to the creator party so those were pretty fun but at that point in the night I was just so exhausted from being on my feet you don't stop and even I think as a playlist guest you don't stop it's just a non-stop day literally never two hours of sleep a night two days before playlist I decided to go yeah Sammy wasn't even going my friend Kate texted me a lot and two days before she was like just come please come please come so I just at that point I was like fuck this I'm going and I am so happy I did because for both of us, for everyone who went, that was the last thing before COVID hit. This was a week before. I remember before I went, my mom was like, oh, there's this weird virus. It's mostly in other countries, but you should be careful. Make sure to wash your hands or something. That's literally what she said. And I remember every time I'd get back to my hotel room, I would always wash my hands like because I didn't know anything about it. And literally I got back to school uh, for four days. I went home for spring break and I never went back. 
I remember my friend was like, are you going to wear a mask on the plane? And I, was, I thought she meant like a skincare face mask. And I was like, yeah, look at all my sheet masks. And she was like, no, like a mask for this virus. And I said, no, I don't care. Yeah, I don't think I saw anyone wearing a mask at that point, though. I think it was a little too early for most people. My flight home from Playlist, a few people had them on, but it was like, you looked at them like, what are they wearing? Yeah, it was definitely very, very early. But I know about two weeks later, I remember Elijah Daniel got really sick and a few of my friends got really sick, too. And that was the point where no one could get tested. Like, it was really hard to get tested. So my friends who were trying to get tested, I don't think ever were able to get tested. So they don't know if it was COVID, but we're assuming it was. So I think it's crazy. Had it been a week or two later, it would have been bad. I remember you came up to me being like, I almost got fired or something like that. I made a big mistake. So I like shouldn't even be talking about this, but whatever. It's in the past. I am a huge, huge fan of James Charles. Like I've loved him forever. So I was with him a lot that entire weekend. Like I was always texting Sammy like with James, hanging out with James, like would see him at the parties. So I took this like sick picture of him backstage before he was about to go on stage and like posted it everywhere. I was going to go tweet it from my like private Twitter account that has like 10 followers and I had this sentimental caption written up I was like this is such a dream come true I can't believe I'm doing this like I love James so much and then for whatever reason I was like no let me change the caption to something short so I tweeted what the fuck am I doing I pressed tweet and I noticed it's on the playlist account and it's not on my Twitter so I do everything to stop this tweet from sending mind you every other tweet I had to send that weekend you had to send it five times because there was no service there was no wi-fi nothing ever posted but of course this tweet posted within five seconds and I was like oh no I almost threw up I started to cry because I was like that's it something's on the internet it's there forever I deleted it really quick and luckily when it happened James was doing um a panel on the main stage so he had a hashtag so I tweeted quickly from the playlist account I was like ask ask questions for James using the hashtag whatever it was so the mentions got flooded with that there was like two or three people that screenshotted the tweet as soon as I delete it and we're like tweeting playlists like we caught this but you're also you're like one of many many people on the account so it wasn't like no no there's only four of us on the team oh I thought there was way more than that no and I was assigned specifically that duty that day so luckily nobody from playlist like ever brought it up and like I never heard anything about it I don't even know if they know that it happened I'm praying I feel like someone knows because the thing about playlist is everyone has their tweet notifications on for playlist when they're there that weekend because Sometimes they'll tweet things about where someone is or something that's happening. Yeah. I don't really know why in hindsight. I don't know how important it was. But that weekend, everyone had playlists tweet notifications on. I personally did not see that tweet. But all of my friends did. Elijah Daniel has the tweet. I was like begging Sammy. Like, you need to tell him to delete it. Because she was with him when he was showing people. Oh, my God. It was Remember? the funniest. Yes. It was the 
funniest? It wasn't funny. I was so petrified. I know. Because this was my first big influencer event. And I was like, oh my God, I just ruined all my chances. So this is a reminder. Always be careful what you're tweeting, what you're posting on your private stories, because that shit ain't private. You're going to mess it up. Especially when you accidentally tweet it to hundreds of thousands of people. And it just was so bad because James is always in scandals. And I was like, I'm going to create a scandal for him. And I, I adore him. Yeah, like someone might think that he's the one that tweeted it. Or like, not even that. I thought like people were going to be like, oh, like playlist hates James. They're making fun of James or like, I don't know. That was my thought. I wish they thought he tweeted it. That would be better on my end. That was the biggest mistake I've ever made. And since then, I've been very careful. But I feel like that whole playlist experience kind of, without even knowing it, gave you an introduction to your job now. Yeah, because I was still working at the radio then. I was trying to advance in the music industry at that point. Well, I remember when you were looking for a job and we both wanted to move to LA. I'm stuck in Connecticut. You're stuck in Massachusetts. I was working with a content house and the manager said, oh, we just lost our house manager. So if you know someone who would want to do it, let me know type of thing. And she was kind of kidding, I think, but like half kidding, but we had kind of a good, you know, conversational email thread at that point because we were working with like 15 of their influencers. And I was actually like, I actually do know someone who is looking for work out in LA. So I connected you two, you guys talked, went through everything, didn't, and it didn't end up working out. But then what I thought was so funny was when you did get this job that you have now, it was with a manager that I had also worked with a lot. So which was such a coincidence. So what's the name of where you work now? I work at Next Step Talent. I'm their digital talent company um, and I'm a talent manager there. So we have about, I want to say the roster is growing so fast. So right now I think we have about 22 people on it. Um, I started in November. When I started, I had like three or four kids on my own and now I have 10 that I manage directly. That's so cool. Yeah. So we actually, over the weekend, just launched our new digital collective called Remodel. Um, And Brooklyn Webb started it. I love Brooklyn so much. So we launched that like two days ago on TikTok and I already have almost 30K followers. So it's growing so quick. It's it's going to become a house eventually, but right now it's kind of just an online digital collective um, because it's so hard to do everything with COVID. But there's eight girls in it. They all stand for different causes and it's just like a really positive group of girls to be with so it's a joint account but they're actually not living together preventing it from falling apart (laughs) I feel like that always happens do they all live in LA they are scattered throughout I'm pretty sure just the U.S. right now uh Brooklyn's in Canada they're all from different places at the moment I think they all want to move to LA eventually whether that's a house or not I guess we'll just see that is really cool and I think it's so funny how I mean obviously I'm still at Dormify but also working you know, with talent at the same time, we've both kind of ended up in the influencer industry in a way. Mm -hmm. I love when I get to email you. It is so funny. We both know we're going to end up in LA eventually, like it will happen. You guys couldn't already tell, obviously me and Heather are so similar. I think it's so funny. Literally everything I think of, I'm like, if I'm annoyed about something, I'd be like, Heather will understand everything from an influencer flaking out on something to Halsey (laughs) to David 
to like <laughs> literally my extensions being knotted in the back of my head like I know Heather will understand it all I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode and hearing about all of the similar but different and insane experiences that Heather and I have had and Heather if people want to find you on social media where can they find you you can find me on Twitter at x0 heavy with three y's you can find me on instagram heather divine 21 please follow me there i'm begging and you can find me on tiktok <laughs> under champagne heavy formerly cocor diet cocor and then i changed it because i was applying to a different job and then somebody took my name so i couldn't get it back heather's a little tiktok influencer now herself i got that dormify deal oh yeah and make sure you guys follow the how did this happen instagram which is how did this happen dot mp3 where i post all the upcoming guests give you guys the chance to ask them questions or tell us what you want to hear us talk about and you can also follow my personal instagram which is sammy with an extra i dot smith so that's how all this happened i hope you guys enjoyed and i will see you next week bye, bye.